Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? I'm Egbert, the owner of this station. Check out my website at Egbert.com. That's E-G-G-B-U-R-T, Egbert.com. Now it's back to Brad and John. Check out their website at BJShow.co. The BJ Show? Come on, guys. Anyway, here's B and J. John, I am having a hell of a morning here, and we have a guest on here, and I can't get my phone to work. And, okay, hold on. Here we go. Okay. You know, I'm just having one problem after another. Hey, as long as listeners can hear our guests, that's all that matters, Brad. Yeah, is, is, is it Monday or was it? Is it Monday? Okay. <laughs> it is Monday. Let's try this. I'm going to make a phone call here, and hopefully we're going to have a guest on the phone with us here. And she is going to talk with us about, are you there, Mary Elizabeth? Good morning. Hey, good morning. I'm having a little bit of a, a meltdown here with the uh, technical aspect, so I apologize. I'm a little bit late. No, you're fine. Okay. Mary Elizabeth Coleman, you know how I knew you were going to run for uh, Congressional District Number 3? No, tell me. I heard you announce on Mark Reardon's show. Oh, nice. Yes, and I thought to myself, she's making history on the radio. We See, us radio people like it when people do things, important things on the radio, like declare for the U.S. Senate, which is exactly what you did. Now, currently, you're a state senator, correct? That's right. And the district you are in is, if you throw out a number, most people go, where's that? Describe. I know. I represent Jefferson County. All of Jefferson County? No, most of Jefferson County. So northern Jefferson County. And then the the congressional district is actually in western uh, Jefferson County. So it's interesting that in the Senate maps, the county is kind of drawn in like two-thirds, and most of it is north, is, is my district. But then in the congressional district, it's kind of right up Highway 30. And then the western side of the district or the county is in the district. Now, the, so. cr- the crazy part about this is Congressional District 3 is this very strange drawn district, which actually goes on the south side of Columbia, if I'm not mistaken, the southern part of That's Columbia. Right. And it goes a little bit west of Columbia, comes pretty much along I-70, the Missouri River. Then it do- does this fork thing where part of the fork goes up into uh, the northern part of St. Charles County, and then the southern part goes down, what, into Jefferson County, I believe, as well, Yeah, too? that's right. So it kind of looks like a Pac-Man mouth with yes, a carve-out. exactly, exactly. And unfortunately, and don't take this the wrong way, you're not in the district. No, I've been representing the district my entire time in the state house, but my house is just outside of the district by the way the crow flies. Now, the question on this is that, and I guess this is a nosy question, if elected, will you move? Yeah, that's right. So what happens is and my uh, family has been in Jefferson County since like 1821 and the family farm is in the district and we have an elderly cousin who we're probably going to be buying the family farm from no matter what happens with the congressional district. And it is actually in the district. So my kids are ninth generation Jefferson Countyans. The Jefferson County is in the district. I think the sort of I represented the district my um, entire time in the state house. So I don't, you know. 
I don't think most people really care that my house is just outside of the district. Wow, ninth generation Jefferson ninth County. Ninth generation, pre-statehood, 1821. That is very impressive because of the fact back in pre-1821, it was probably you and 10 other people in Jefferson County, right? Well, not me. I'm requisite fresh blood. I married into the into into uh, married into the family. Well, I mean, so. what's interesting about this is you take the Collar County, St. Charles County, Franklin County, Warren County, counties like that. There are very few people who can claim they've lived there uh, most of the entire lives. You've got generations uh, of a family that goes back nine times, right? That's right. It's uh, it's pretty impressive. Now, also, you're an attorney, correct? I am. And why is it? that you want to go to Washington, D.C. <laughs> I mean, why would a... I know, it, it bellies, it, it sort of makes you think, well, how smart could somebody possibly be to want to join this dysfunction? Listen, I, I really believe in our country, and I believe that we are fighting uh, for the heart of our country. So, you know, America doesn't really have any grandchildren. It only has sons and daughters. And we have an existential crisis right now that don't have secure borders. We have people who are not respecting the rule of law. People have largely abandoned the effort to try to govern. And I think it's incredibly important that we have people who are wanting to serve in these seats who it's not their identity. They're just taking their turn for our community. And uh, when I look around the race, I don't see anybody else who will be serving in that way. We need somebody who's ready day one, who doesn't kind of wait around and see what this path is for them to win, but who love our community who love our country and are ready to serve and so that's why i jumped in now the 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 naysayers would say yeah but you're only one of 435 what difference can you make yeah i mean i guess if that's the way that you look at it then you really shouldn't run for these offices i think that it is a collaborative approach that the framers really knew what they were doing when they set up our system of government and that if you don't think that you can get along with other people to try to build a coalition to move the conservative agenda forward, um, then yeah, I agree. I don't think you should go. I think that I've got an incredibly strong um, uh, history of moving forward the conservative agenda, particularly in the pro-life arena and child welfare arena here in the state of Missouri, and I look forward to doing the same in Congress. Now, John and I, we just had a discussion on the pro-life thing. You are obviously pro-life, um, and I always bring up, I have this thing that I talk about all the time called the law of unintended consequences, and I refer to the fact that what's going on in Texas, and you probably know about this, where uh, uh, abortion is absolutely positively forbidden in any way, shape, or form, even to save the life of the mother. Where do you stand on that? So that's not actually what the law says in Texas. And it's interestingly because I am uh, not just a pro-life legislator, but I also am a pro-life constitutional lawyer with the Thomas More Society. And one of the things you have to really be cautious about is when you read headlines in mainstream media, they're saying things that are not true. Protecting the life of the mother is absolutely protected in Texas and in Missouri. And I don't know anyone who is in the pro-life movement who doesn't believe that protecting the life of the mother is paramount and absolutely has to happen. But what's with all the, the talk about the situation in Texas, where there was recently, I read something where a lady had to move out of Texas to have an abortion, otherwise she was going to die. It's just absolutely not true. Really? And if you look at the case law, go read the laws, look up the citation, I'll text it to you later. Again, this is one of these things that it is a convenient talking point for the left to scare people when we have abortion being attempted to be put on the ballot across 11 states that allow the initiative petition process. And it's a convenient talking point, kind of like uh, you saw 
with the riots that were taking place and they say, you know, fiery but mostly peaceful, well, no, that's not true. That's not what's happening. Um, It's just it's just not true well interesting you schooled me because of the fact that what i've read and maybe unfortunately i've been the victim of reading things in mainstream press is that what i've read is that if you are a woman in texas and you are in the pot that have the possibility of uh, not having an abortion and you would die i mean there recently i think there was a story of a doctor in texas who uh had this situation and she had to go to another state i'm going like okay no she chose no she chose to go to another state for the press to be able to show that the life of the mother exception is the law in Texas, and it is the law in Missouri. Boy, I've been schooled this morning, haven't I been? <laughs> and I'm no, I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be no, no, saucy. No. I just want you to know what the law says. No, 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 no. I'm not being critical of you. I'm saying thank you very much. You've informed me because of the fact that. See, once again, John and I talk about this. John, it comes from from a different background. I'm a I'm a radio guy. I've done this for a long time. Okay, and I'm very upset with what's happened to my industry, the media industry, yeah. because of the fact that it's gotten to the point where, first off, I, I don't know if you know this or not, and I shouldn't tell you this, but you know the state you were on with Mark Reardon uh, they're in some financial trouble I know they're just their debt their debt is being purchased right not the radio station just the debt by guess who do you know this story I do yeah George Soros And I'm going like, okay, this is not good for our industry. And what's interesting is George Soros already has uh, has uh, dipped his toe into the radio business. He owns through a fund of his. He owns. I don't know if you know this or not. He owns several Spanish speaking stations, mainly down in, in Florida and in Texas. And I'm going like, okay, we already have the situation where we have George Soros, who essentially got Kim Gardner in office. We have the situation, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Fannie Willis or Fannie Willis, wasn't she a George Soros uh, proponent? Yeah, that's right. In, in mm-hmm. As far as in Atlanta's concerned he, like that? He su- that's right. He supported her campaign as well. Right, right, right. So, so we have the situation where it's like, okay, the industry is screwed up enough without having, uh, you know, obviously people who are in it for as I look at it, not the good of the country, because, I mean, my opinion is George Soros doesn't have the well-being of our country. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, listen, he certainly has not funded candidates that I would ever vote for or that I would support. I think it's important uh, to say that he's just clearly an extremist who has lost touch with the way that the country should be running and operating. Um, And he's advancing an agenda that I don't support. But I also... I mean, I think that the decline has less to do with one person buying various private entities as a wholesale abandonment of the truth. Um, and the way you see the Biden administration in particular really coordinating with mainstream media as lo- along with the social media companies to try to censor and put out propaganda. And you saw Eric Schmidt really go after that when he was attorney general and has had some incredible success at the Supreme Court level fighting back against that kind of a thing. Well, the same thing with Josh Hawley, if you saw the hearings, was a couple weeks ago when he had uh, Mark Zuckerberg on, the same same situation there. Now, let me ask you you this. Um, Are you, uh, right now, you're in the Senate, are you termed out as of this year, or do you have another two years? No, I have six more years, I suppose. No, I mean... If I wanted them. No, in, in Missouri, in Missouri. Yeah. Oh, you have so so. Okay, I get what you're saying. You've all this is this is only your second year. That's right. Okay, okay, and you were a state rep before this. I was for four years in the House. Four years. Now, what did you do before this? Did you have a private sector job? I'm an attorney by trade, and so I was running a a startup. Um, I took a, a 
a firm from ideation to profitability. That's a fancy way of just saying from the idea to turning a profit. My parent company decided not to go national like we had expected. So I right-sized that and laid myself off. Um, that coincided with the adoption of our youngest son. We have six kiddos and you can't really be a startup CEO um, and have a, a tiny new baby. And so I didn't, my, I, originally I was a taxable estate planning attorney um, and I didn't really want to go back to writing documents. And so I was rocking the baby and thinking about what I wanted to do next. And I saw that there was a special election that was lost in uh, Jefferson County to a Democrat and it became national news. And so Nancy Pelosi was tweeting about how this is the tip of the blue wave in 2018 and how, you know, ruby red Jefferson County had elected a Democrat. And I thought to myself, well, that's ridiculous. Um, we just had, an, you know, a, a crazy set of events and the Democrats had a very charismatic candidate who was a young man who worked very hard. And I thought, well, that's silly. I'll take I'll do that. And so I drove to Jefferson City the next Tuesday and filed um, filed to run and called my husband on the way home and said, hey, guess what? I just filed to run for for state rep. And that was that was how I got involved in state politics. Great story. I love that story. Talking about spur of the moment, right? Yeah. Well, we had talked about it actually with our friends the night of the special election at a, a fundraiser for a family friends, uh, you know, charity that they do a lot of work with. And uh, Chris, my husband and our friends were all egging us on. And my neighbor across the street said, you know, I'll be your campaign manager if you do that. I said, no, Lucas, you have to be my treasurer because it's the worst job in politics. <laughs> and so everybody talked about, everybody kind of laughed and then we didn't bring it up again. And um, like I said, I drove and filed and called Chris on the way home and said, guess what I just did. Interesting. Now you say you have six kids? We do. Wow. Absolutely. Man, I, I thought I had a lot with four. I mean, that's, that's very- It's not a contest. <laughs> right, maybe so. Well, Mary Elizabeth, I appreciate you being on with us this morning. I'm sorry for the technical problems we've had. Uh, no problem, thanks for having me. And, and if people want to get in contact with you, let's get all the contact information as far as web address, that kind of stuff, so people can you find bet. out more about Mary, you. MaryElizabethColeman.com is the best place to find me. It's got links to the social media. Um, as well as the campaign phone number and email. So MaryElizabethColeman.com and head over there. And Coleman is common spelling, C-O-L-L. Just like the coolers, but not the same family. C-O-L-E-M-A-N. <laughs> Mary Elizabeth, thank you very much. I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks. Have a great morning. Bye-bye. Uh -huh. Well, John, what do you think? It was, you know, I, I'm getting a little bit of feedback when we're talking to Brad, but, uh, you know, I've heard... Mary Elizabeth talk about Texas before and I and I've, I've been kind of laying out with you Brad and and that's a pro wrestling term meaning like hey let's let Brad have this idea because I know somebody's got a better answer to this so there you go well it's interesting because of the fact that I've heard through the media that that was illegal in Texas but of course and you know and you the only times that you and I've really talked about it on the show was we talked about the fact that I remember you know you pointed that out which is a salient point and I pointed out that the media loves that because they're able to point to this one instance and one case and say, look at what happens when Republicans go too far. When you elect Republicans, this is what you get. And that's the media narrative. Well, 
you know, and once again, uh, shame on me for not checking my sources on that. But, you know, once again, you hear something so many times. But, yeah, you know, there's it's the per- narrative, Brad. Well, there's in your a- defense, I mean, it is the narrative. Look at Texas. There's a perfect example of that is the fact that, that I mean, you know, once again, Mary, you know, and, and I think she was a little bit that you know, I think she thought I was mad at her. Not at all. Matter of fact, no, if, anything, she didn't think that. if anything, I'm thinking to myself, man, that's interesting. I never knew that before. Now, well, my favorite thing is Mary Elizabeth's use of the word saucy. Which yes. I like. <laughs> well, she said she wasn't being saucy. I think I think folks just just as a society we should use the word saucy more, Brad. Well, that and and spicy. Spicy is another good one. If you spicy is good, but you know, spicy these days. Are you familiar with the fact that like the Gen Z on the socials, if they say something spicy, they're meaning R-rated. You know? Right. Well, well, R- spicy R meaning it's a little bit uh, dangerous as well too. Somebody could say, yes, say, yes. say, you know, that's that's a spicy move or something like that anyway so let's try <laughs> i'm gonna try it again god this has been a meltdown show this morning um let's try to go into a, a break and we'll come back out and we'll finish up the show thanks for checking out the brad and john show podcast this segment of the show is brought to you by john Comp's book stalking harassment internet trolling a guide to recovering and rebuilding after online attacks it's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of The Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? 